Welcome to Financially Ever After, where award-winning and nationally recognized financial expert Stacy Francis will bring you savvy tips and words of wisdom on how to secure your financial future before, during, and after divorce. For 30 minutes every other week, you'll hear personal stories from women who have either faced or are currently facing this transition. In addition, you'll also soak up knowledge and inspiration from the industry's top legal, financial, residential, and mental health professionals. And now here's our host, Stacy Francis. Hi there, Steve, and we have a fantastic speaker today with our Financially Ever After, and we're going to be talking a little bit about how we can help, um, in particular, women going through the process of divorce, how to come through as financially and emotionally and physically whole as possible. Our speaker is actually one of my dear, dear friends, someone that I just so highly, highly respect, Elise Pettis. And Elise Pettis started a fantastic, fantastic organization called Untied. And if you check them out, Untied, U-N-T-I-E-D, it's an online community Community for women navigating separation or divorce. Her monthly panels, workshops um, are fantastic. They give information, support, and community about all the different topics you would ever need to know about with divorce. And that would be for family law, the law portion, financial portion, as well as even things that you might not think about. Dating, blended families, career, career entry. These are all things that are there to help women look at their split, not necessarily as a tragedy, but as a challenging and also meaningful opportunity to create their next life chapter. And Elise, uh, trust me, she has been through this herself and she's going to be sharing with her us what she's learned, what she's seen, and, and really giving us some great information that she's also shared in some other wonderful places. She uh, has written on all different the stages of divorce for Huffington Post, The Street, but, uh, Brick Underground. And she's also, you've probably recognized her because she's in the New York Times, as well as Dialogue on Dolores and even Brooklyn Savvy. So I'm so excited to, to have her here. Her passion is helping re-singled women discover confidence, security, sexiness, and joy. So thank you for being here, Elise. We're a great, we're so excited to have you here. I'm thrilled to be here, Stacy. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Fantastic. So I know that we just went through a, a lot really quickly about you, but um, I wanted to get to know a little bit about you, your story, um, and, and kind of thinking back um, about what your story is, what inspires you to do what you ever, do every day, and, and how did you pick this field or did it pick you? That's a good question. I had, I had been a magazine journalist in my earlier life uh, before... I had children, and I was married for 16 years, and, um, and my background, again, was in writing and investigative journalism, and, and when my marriage ended, I found myself wishing that there was some kind of uh, online hub that would allow me to connect with other women who had already gone through it. Uh, I just want, I didn't know anybody in my immediate social circle who had divorced, and I was filled with terror and questions, and I felt so isolated. I just wanted to to sort of, you know, find a place where I could connect with like-minded souls and and ask them questions like, how did you find your lawyer, and do I need a financial advisor, and are your kids okay, and how do I know if mine need therapy? And there really didn't seem to be anything out there like that. 
So I started by um, emailing everyone I knew and asking if they knew somebody who was facing a separation or divorce because I wanted to invite them over on Wednesday evening. And a week after, I had about 16 women I'd never met before. We gathered in my living room to listen to a Forbes columnist that wrote about women and divorce named Jeff Landers. And we all, I figured we all had a lot to learn about finances and divorce. And at that point, Stacey, I hadn't met you. And I wish I had. (laughs) Um, Because, I mean, I do believe, I do remember that every woman in that room said this was so helpful. And I remember a lot of the women connected with each other and began friendships that last until this day. And that was, I think my first event was almost five years ago. And I decided after that that we would do it monthly on every single topic that divorcing women would need to know about. And so that's sort of how I fell into it. And and I guess there wasn't anything like it, so it's hard to say what industry it really is. It kind of combined all the um, skills that I'd acquired as a journalist in finding great experts. And I think you were probably my third you came to the third event I ever hosted possibly. I mean, way back in the early days. And remember, I remember feeling like Eureka, a woman who can talk about women and money and divorce in a really approachable way. Uh, and, and, and then it also, you know, I, I, I ended up doing it at my home because I wanted women to feel safe. But yep. since that yep. time, we've now started live streaming nationally all of our panel events on the various topics that we that we cover every year. That's amazing. And and what are the biggest, you know, what we call the hashtag financial fails, but the biggest financial mistakes you see women going through divorce make? Okay. Well, I hear a lot of this. Um, and I heard it as recently as last week when a woman I know who was um, – facing a split with a, 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 a man, her husband who had just become financially successful. And she said to me, I don't want anything from him. And I do, I hear that a lot from women, you know, especially when they've, they, they've been home with kids and their husband has significant assets and they, ju- they feel somehow like, Either it's, it's, a, it's a way to maintain dignity, and I, I always find myself, you know, um, having a really strong reaction like, no, 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 that's not how to maintain your dignity. That is not um, the right way to go. That, you know, you feel somehow like you, you, you're, um, that, it would, that, it, that it's not right for you to take money. Um, in a situation like that, but you are deserving. And this is an important choice that you're making, not just for you, but for your kids. So, I mean, I, I think that that's an emotional response that not all women have, but some women have, because they feel so hurt and angry. They just want um, to show that, you know, to show that spouse that, that, that they're going to be fine and they don't need them. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you see and, that as well. And, and it sounds like, Sometimes the pain and the frustration and the trauma of going through the process is just wanting to end it. And that's right. I, I, you know, and and saying I'm not going to take anything as a way to do that. But you know, tell me about long term. Have you heard of any stories of women actually doing something like that and finding out at the end that these decisions they made in the heat of the moment 
have impacted them negatively for, you know, for the last of their life. Absolutely. And the other thing I wanted to add to that is, I mean, similarly, I bet you also see this. We see women who are inclined towards a milder um, law process. And by that, I mean, most, most women say, oh, you know, I don't, I'd rather do mediation. I don't want to make anybody, you know, I don't want to flame, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to fan the fire. I want to be be nice. You know, women tend to want to be nice. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes that leads them down a, a, a mediation route when in fact they would be better off um, with a litigation approach. I mean, I, I see a lot of women who I, I, I offer, I offer panels frequently throughout the year on what kind of law process or what kind of lawyer is right for you. And I feel like it's a hugely important decision that um, needs to, you know, that women need to take some real time with most of us. When we divorce, we don't really even process that we just go with a lawyer that our best friend's cousin's father recommended or something like that. And that I certainly did that because I didn't know enough, but I do feel like um, sitting down and hearing what a mediation attorney does and what a collaborative attorney does and what a litigation attorney does and getting a sense for different styles, even, um, you know, even within those categories is a huge help. And I feel like, um, the more education women have about that, the less the less chance there is that they're going to take the wrong path. I, I, I see women who wish that they had gone mediation instead of litigation as well. Um, I don't know if you do this in your line of work, but I feel like they've, they wish that they hadn't spent, you know, the many thousands of dollars and they wish that they hadn't sort of, you know, ha- scorched the earth, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, 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 and created unnecessary acrimony. But, you know, again, the earlier discussion, I see women who, who could have and should have had better representation or stronger advocacy when facing, um, a, when going up against a spouse who has a lot more financial knowledge and, and often a lot more power in the relationship. And I, you know, I, I, I try to steer women towards looking at their options and making sure that they have adequate representation in those situations. Mm-hmm. So what I'm really hearing from you and, and I a hundred percent agree, Lisa, is that the method you use, whether it's mediation, arbitration, collaborative or litigation, that it has to be the right method for you. Similar to trying to, you know, fit into a dress two sizes too small or two sizes too big. Yes, you're right. And it, it isn't necessarily what your best friend did. And that's something I think is really important. And tell me a little bit about, um, you know, as, you, as you've as you seen women go through the divorce process, what do you see their biggest struggles? And do you have any advice for them um, how to avoid or overcome some of these struggles? So one of the hardest things that women going through divorce phase is letting go of the bitterness. And it also, you know, it's, it's, it's getting through the grieving process. And what I find is that giving into the grieving process always is more healing than avoiding it 
or ignoring it or sweeping it under the rug or saying, I'll deal with this later. A lot of us, when we first face divorce, we, we, we find ourselves clinging to a very black and white narrative, like he's a jerk, I'm a victim, that kind of thing. And that can help us through the, through the litigation process, certainly. But I find that, that that kind of simple black and white narrative can also be what holds us back, what keeps us stuck. Um, so I guess one of the things that I encourage women to do is give themselves the space to find a way to look under the hood of that black and white story and, and, and try to find the nuance and complexity in it because that, oddly enough, that seems to be the secret for healing among so many women I see. And to do that isn't always easy. You can do it in therapy. And what I also find useful is finding others to do, to, to, to be with you, other peers who are facing divorce as well, which is what I, you know, ultimately managed to find for myself. But I think that, that being able to see your own story in, um, in, in more three-dimensional, complex way helps you actually get through the process and unstick yourself, if that makes sense. It helps you, it helps you embrace, like it, help, it really does ready you for a joyful next chapter. So and I it also that that's something that that I see again and again and again. That's probably the biggest lesson I've learned um, during my four years of doing this. And I imagine too, it also helps you make better decisions during the process because you, you know, trauma and stress are are so cognitively declining. I mean, it's we we've seen study after study that when someone is in a situation of high stress. Um, or a really negative emotional place that they tend to make mistakes when they're making decisions. So true. So true. Well, that's why it's so important to have a team around you. Right. And, and we've gotten, I think we've gone a lot, we've come a long way in accepting the notion that a professional team is often more helpful than just an attorney. Right. Somebody like you, is so important. I feel like taking the emotion out of the important financial decisions that you have to make, um, be able to have someone next to you who can, who can look coldly at, um, at the numbers for what they are is really important. Um, so I'm a huge, huge proponent of having a team of professional team, but I'm also a proponent of having a peer team to uh, go through the emotional waves with, now, something I'd, I'd love to hear from you, because partially because you're not an attorney, but I hear from a lot of women that their attorneys are not necessarily supportive of that team approach. Have you heard of that, too? And, and what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's such an interesting thing. I do hear that. Um, I do hear that, but less and less. And I'm finding more and more attorneys are opening their minds up to the concept of a financial, certainly a financial, um, a, fin- a divorce financial strategist or planner or analyst is someone that, that I think they're fairly, fairly open to increasingly. I think sometimes divorce coaches get a bad rap. Um, and I, I, I think that that, I see that changing. I see that changing. I see that um, it, it's, it's, 
it's a little bit like the complementary medicine movement, you know, if, if, if I went to my doctor, you know, 20 years ago and asked about whether or not I should try acupuncture for back pain, they'd say, you know, oh gosh, no way. But today I think that same doctor would say, sure, try it. You know, <laughs> I'm sure it couldn't hurt and it might even really offer some help. I think that more and more attorneys are seeing that, that, um, that their clients could really benefit from having ancillary professionals. You know, I think clients used to assume that we had our own therapist, but oftentimes, you know, what you really need is a co-parenting counselor instead Mm -hmm. of a therapist or in addition to a therapist. And I think, I think that I see, I see a lot of attorneys opening up to that kind of work increasingly. That's great. And, And for, for you, when you think about kind of the, the top tips that you would share with a woman, you know, contemplating, thinking about divorce or going through the process, you've, you've talked a little bit about making sure you have the right process. You talked about making sure that you have support and a, and a team approach. What are some other thoughts that you would, would suggest after, I mean, you've, you've worked with hundreds of women going through this process and, and seen both the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, what are some of those other pieces you would really focus on? Well, to be honest, some of the some of those other pieces are are pieces that I learned from you. Um, I do actually tell women to, you know, as soon as they think that they might be facing a separation or a, or a divorce, I tell them to uh, study up on what they have, what their assets are, what their income is. Look at the statements. Gather the statements. Um, so much of this is really, you know, like the first thing that women need to be thinking about. And, uh, I know that can be hard when the, you know, emotional waves are sort of tossing them about, but that's all the more reason why, you know, someone needs to say to them, get this done first. And I also say, call an attorney, even if you think you might not be moving forward, call an attorney. I do say that because I think it's incredibly important. Or even if you think you want to do a kitchen table divorce and, 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 and don't, you know, don't want to be adversarial, I still would recommend that they call and interview an attorney. Uh, and then as far as moving on, I, you know, I, I do think that having a group of peers who are going through it with you is essential. I, so many reasons. I think you, know, you lose your social... Your, your, your social community breaks up when you split and it's, it's a, it can be very painful, but it's also sometimes the last thing that you um, know how to put back together. And, you know, I think as untied as grown, I feel like it's become a real social anchor for a lot of the women. I mean, I used to miss the couple's dinners parties. You know, I thought that would be the one thing I couldn't live without. And now I feel so differently. Like I don't need that. I'm so happy with the life that I have. Um, so I, I also feel like having women who um, who have gone through it and who actually really love their life post married, post married life, is 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 really important, really helpful. I mean, that's one of the that's one of the things that I get inspired by all the time is that seeing women kind of come into their own after they split after a long marriage, which they weren't maybe necessarily unhappy with. Nevertheless, once they're on their own, they kind of discover whole new parts of themselves. And that to me is just, I get inspired by that constantly. 
so I would say, you know, any ways you can, you can, you can reach out, connect, don't isolate, find, find peers, find other women. That's a huge one. You know, and Elise, it's interesting. We we just had an amazing survey of women where we interviewed 150 women about, you know, their mistakes and what they wish they had or didn't have. And one of the biggest pieces that came through by the majority of women is that they didn't feel like they had enough support and they felt like they were alone. That's such a big one because it is a very lonely, it is so lonely even if your family and friends are, are, are supportive and feel like they're on your team, the fact that they don't know exactly what, it's, what, it, what you're going through, it just makes it hard, makes it isolating. Either, you know, your family tends to be over-pitying. Your friends can be that way too. Or your friends can be a little bit envious sometimes. It just, it's just, it's not as, um, it, it's, a, it, it's not as, as strengthening, I guess, as having women around you who, who really get it and yeah. then not to have them solve all your problems, but to have them kind of bear witness to what you're going through and, 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 and you can feel their empathy because they're going through it as well. So it's as far as like the nuts and bolts, Elise, I mean, I know we've, we've talked a little bit about untied here, um, but where are some other resources and, and talk a little bit more about number one, the resources of untied and how individuals even outside of the, you know, Brooklyn and New York city area can, can benefit. Cause I know that you've put some amazing places, pieces of, I think live streaming too. So, yeah, so we have 10, 10 panels every year on topics as varied as choosing your law process to um, sex and dating and midlife. And, you know, dealing with um, your grown-up kids through divorce, which is, you know, one of the many underappreciated hurdles. Um, and we have 10 of those every year that are nationally live-streamed, actually internationally live-streamed because we have members in the UK and in Australia as well. Um, now, we have a membership, but you can also sign up to just, you know, tune in to one or two if you like. And... Um, we also have workshops that people travel to the New York City area for. They're always held on weekends. We have six to eight of those a year on everything from online dating to um, processing grief, as I was discussing earlier. And then on top of that, we have like a resource directory, which is a listing of professionals national, you know, nationally as well as in the New York City area. So we do have um, professionals that both work by phone with people all over the country, and we have a growing number of of attorneys and financial specialists who are um, and therapists who are outside of the city. So, and we only list people, by the way, who come recommended by more than one person. Um, mm-hmm. So, in our network, and we have about twelve hundred to fifteen hundred subscribers, and and about five hundred members of of those people. Um, people we've known because they've come to events or we've or we've communicated with them. It, we take their recommendations. We don't just take paid listings from professionals. So we feel like we can really stand behind those resources and those pros. I think that there are, you know, I, I'm hearing a lot of interest from people in Canada, from people in Los Angeles mm-hmm. in starting some kind of local network and, um, I I would love to see something like Untied in all those cities, and we may end up starting to sort of branch out 
probably first we would hit up Toronto and we were talking about doing like a, a three day, a three day conference or retreat where you can, you can, you know, access all the experts and have panels that, that, that range on topics from, you know, from money to law, to kids, to dating all in one weekend, that kind of thing. Um, Because I think that there's just needs to be more, I mean, virtual is great, but I think that the in-person face-to-face being in a room with other women is, is kind of invaluable during this process. It is. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know of other, of other organizations yet that do that. So I know that we've, we're, we're kind of coming down to the close of the, the webcast, but I, I wanted to find out from you, what is your financially ever after? What does that look like for you, Elise? Well, right now, I would have to say that my dream, my dream is for Untied to be able to bring in enough revenue in order to be able to support something like what you do with Savvy Ladies. And that would be like a, a an arm of Untied that could offer peer support and, and, and panels with top experts to women who currently right now can't, can't access those. So that, that's sort of my dream. I mean, I really would love to be able to do that. I feel as if a lot of, a lot of women out there say, I can't afford to divorce. And that, and that, um, that, that's, that can be heartbreaking when you see women who, 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 you know, who, who are trapped in really, um, not just loveless, but sometimes really threatening marriages. And you know that story better than anybody, Stacey. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, just because of your, your grandmother's story and how it, it, it sticks with all of us. Uh, so I, I think that that really is what I'd love to be able to do, is to have enough revenue to be able to sort of support an arm that, that can do more outreach to underserved communities. That's great. Well, I am sending you a big hug virtually, and I just want to say thank you so much for being here. So much. It's been a, it's back. just so, so wonderful. you're doing this. So glad you're doing this and so glad that um, that the word's going out around the land because I think you do such great work for women. Cheers to you. Thank you. Thank you. And the show is financially you, ever Stacey. the show is financially ever after with Stacy Francis. Stacy, how do people get a hold of you? Well, it's easy to do. You can visit our website, francisfinancial.com, or you can go ahead and um, email me, Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at francisfinancial.com. And we're here to help you with any questions you might have um, about the process. Or if you want a second opinion, we offer a free second opinion um, about your strategy, about your investment portfolio. And it's something that uh, really is a, a no-brainer for anyone thinking about a big change in their life. And Stacy has more podcasts coming your way on Financially Ever After. I want to remind our listeners you can subscribe so you never miss one. And you can get them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. Even your smart TVs have it now, Stacy, as well as Divorce Horse Radio. Thank you so much, Stacy, for another show. And thank you. And thank you, Elise.